welcome to the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe. And I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr, and I am, well, I'm a hypnotherapist. That's one of the things that I am, and that is pertinent to this episode because I have in studio a guest, and we have a conversation that has to do with a lot of higher consciousness inspiration and um, motivation, really. My guest is Joe Burns. Joe is the founder of The Mind on Purpose, and he's an honors graduate from the Hypnosis Motivation Institute, as am I. And I actually met Joe there while I was in school, and he was and is an instructor. And so Joe has, over the last 20 years, been coaching some of the top performing traders on Wall Street, which is really fascinating to me because that's like such a foreign <laughs> entity <laughs> to me, Wall Street. Yet, I don't I don't know why it should be. I think it just, I think that it's foreign, but I think that it's just a, it's a, an amalgamation of human consciousness. But we, he mentions Wall Street in, in our chat here. And, um, and also, um, for like, performance and trading psychology is what he, Joe, coaches on. And he's a public speaker, and he has motivated and trained over 100,000 attendees in his seminars and workshops. It, he really has an infectious energy for motivation. So Joe and I get into a lot of, you know, consciousness expansion topics. And so I'll play that interview, the, well, conversation, I love to call these here in just a moment. Before I do, if you, it is your first time here listening to Charmed Life, well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And of course, if you are a regular listener, thank you so much. I want to remind you that we do have the YouTube channel as well. And on the YouTube channel, we are ha we have dedicated unique content as we have dedicated unique content here on the podcast. And sometimes there's a little overlap, but you still get a different kind of stimulation, even if it is a section from one part or the other. So do please check out the YouTube channel. And if you would, wouldn't uh, mind, if you're interested in leaving us a review here on the podcast, however you're getting your podcast, just scroll down and you will see a way to leave stars and or comments. And that really helps to boost us in the algorithm, which is an energetic light vehicle in my estimation, the way that I engage with it. And it helps us to be more deeply engaged. So and in addition to that, like, subscribe, share, comment on the YouTube channel. And you can also find me on Instagram. I'm posting a lot of in um, really heart-based heart creative content on Instagram as well. At Trisha Carr Charm is my handle. And I want to tell you about a workshop that I have coming up, Light Shine Spiritual Academy, which is the spiritual academy that myself and Crystal Ann Compton founded. And we are hol holding... On the weekend of Halloween of 2021, depending on, I just mentioned that in case you're listening to this at some other time, a witchcraft workshop. Ooh, it's going to be so fun. So what is witchcraft? Witchcraft is actually an ancient technique for focusing consciousness and focusing the consciousness and your intentions and your that, that which you are electing to heal and or manifest by also partnering with nature. There is magic in nature. There is magic in spirit. It is the interbetween of utilizing the, the, the powers of magic and the powers of nature in order to heal and manifest. It's wonderful. So I know that we have some, some of us have some dark 
imprinting and conditioning about crafting. But in fact, many of us would do well to open ourselves up to our ancestral lines to do with being uh, uh, one who manifests in partnership with both spirit and nature, with Mother Gaia. And that's what we're focusing upon. It's non-religious. It's non-dogmatic. It is just empowering and light or white magic, if you will. And that's what some people like to hear it qualified as. But it is absolutely just an empowered, intentional, deep practice. We will be doing rituals. We will be doing crafting spells. And we will be learning about the power of working with the wheel of the year, with working with lunar and solar cycles, with the stars, with cosmos, and of course, with essences, with nature. And I am teaching this with Stephanie C. Weinman, who is one of the coolest, witchiest ladies I know. She's head teacher in the Light Shine Academy, and we're going to have the best fun. So just check out the link in the description. And if you are somehow listening outside of this, well, maybe there is an on-demand. Check out check it out at Light Shine Academy. But I also want to encourage you to just look into this. If you're getting a little bit of a, a, a spark inside your heart about this, if you're interested, or if you are an experienced witch, I just want to say hello to you, and I want to welcome you to dig into perhaps might be your ancestral gift in this area. It's so fun. Okay, that's what I have for you so far. So now let's get into this really, like I said, inspiring and motivating conversation with Joe Burns, and I'll chat with you on the other side. Well, welcome to the podcast, Joe Burns. I'm really excited to have you in studio. You are my first Charmed Life in studio guest in I don't even know how long. How long have we been in pandemic? 16 years? Is that what it's, I think? I think it's, <laughs> it's been decades and decades. We've had like seven presidents. Uh, yeah, my son has grown a beard since then. It's all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe and I, as I said, know each other from HMI. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, but you you do so many things in addition to being a hypnotherapist. And um, so why don't you just share with everyone your journey, um, yeah, your work. Yeah, just get us a I, I would say um, as much as I, you know, I teach hypnotherapy and I teach at HMI and I use hypnosis as, mm -hmm. as one of my favorite modalities, mm -hmm. I, you know, I've, I've gotten much more into kind of the coaching, the transformational coaching, the, the, the life coaching, um, call it what you want. And I was so resistant to that for a couple of years. Like I would, I would literally say like life coaching. Oh my God, what is that? Yeah. But I've always been a coach. Like I've mm. literally, um, I was a trading coach. I, I, I taught people how to trade the stock market oh. for years and years. Oh, cool. I had amazing mentors in that. I had mm -hmm. like, uh, I had one of the greatest traders of all time teaching me uh, the markets, and he was impossibly, unbelievably difficult to work for, but just taught me so much in yeah. terms of, you know, how you model and how you, mm -hmm. and then uh, worked with the Anthony Robbins people for a bit in oh. terms of, yeah. with that same organization, so I got turned on to NLP, mm -hmm. and was a big NLP guy for years and years and years and finally just decided to go and add hypnosis to that modality, you know, that modality to how I work with people. Mm -hmm. But now it's like really how do we help people get control over their life? How do yeah. we give them yeah. that sense of control? What do we do it from a coaching standpoint? And then I always add hypnosis and, and the subconscious mind. I think that's the most important thing is like, how do you approach that from the subconscious mind? So that's mm -hmm. kind of been my journey is all of this when when you when you come from the stock market especially 
The stock market is such an intuitive beast. So, you know, right? You Don't think you it's think? intuitive. Oh, it's but not? it's Ooh, we're getting some inside secrets here. It's exactly <laughs> the opposite of what you would think. Oh. There's a, a classic line from, you know, Warren Buffett's used it, but it actually came from, you know, some of the very, very earliest traders is you should be fearful when everybody else is greedy and greedy when everybody else is fearful. Uh-huh, yeah. And so that intuitive nature... Um, that idea of, and this gets into really like we can delve into kind of how the subconscious mind works mm -hmm. and, and how our programming works. But um, I, always, I always approach it like this, Trish. It's like if you literally go to Vegas, is it gambling for Vegas? For, I, I mean for Bally's, for mm -hmm. Caesars. Mm -hmm. It's not gambling for them. It's a business. Right, right? right They have right. rules right. they stick by mm -hmm. and... They don't let that intuitive nature get in there at all. If you were mm, a, if mm -hmm. you were a, a <laughs> it's analytical. It, well, and, and it's numbers. It's all just mm -hmm. numbers, mm -hmm. and it's all rules. Yeah. And so, if you are a blackjack dealer, and I don't play blackjack because again, I'm a trader, so I don't like gamble. Yeah. But again, there are people that blackjack's not necessarily gambling for them because they have a system and a mm -hmm. method. But there's no time that the blackjack dealer, because I guess they have to stay on certain things and they have to hit on mm -hmm. certain things. You know, there's there's no time when the blackjack dealer turns around to his pit boss and goes, hey boss, I know I'm supposed to stay on this, but I've got a really good a intuitive hunch. hunch. I got a <laughs> hunch. He literally would be thrown out on his butt. <laughs> literally. Uh -huh. Right. And so there's always somebody watching, somebody watching, somebody watching to make mm -hmm. sure that you follow those rules. And I think that there's an idea that we can take from that in terms of our own accountability, mm -hmm. um, our own, like how we ask questions to ourselves. what is our intuitive nature versus what is actually like the questions we can ask ourselves to have kind of some rules to follow or some questions to follow to get us where we want to get. Mm -hmm. And so... Most people are gamblers. They're not traders. Most people are and not think, investors. And that basically, what the, we're talking about the metaphor of Vegas and the stock market and everything. But are you base? Are you implying that that's also kind of how you approach coaching? It's basically yeah. like there's there's a logical set of of strategies, yeah. right? One million okay. percent. Like if yeah. you can ask some questions to unpack, mm -hmm. like how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, we assume that something is true. Mm -hmm. So the first question I always teach my clients is, is that true? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. it true? Mm -hmm. Because often it's not. Mm -hmm. It's just some assumption we've made or it's off our old programming as we know from our subconscious and we can kind of really delve into like what that looks like and yeah. you know, the theory of mind that you and I have both uh, had some exposure to. But the bottom line is if it's if it's not true, why, why are you buying into it? Right. Like, why are you giving it credence? Why are you, you know, if somebody tells you like, oh my God, you're ugly. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're amazing. You're gorgeous. Like, why would somebody like, and why would you believe that? Why, why is it helping to believe that? So that's yeah. the second question. I love that. Like, mm -hmm. if it's not true, or even if it is true, mm -hmm. even if it is true, it I, had a, I had a circumstance in my own life where I, I took a job way back in the day and I had a boss that hated me. He hated me. And mm -hmm. I was like, my boss hates me. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he hates me. <laughs> now what do I do? Now what do I do? Like, does that serve me? Like, yeah, it, to stay it, in a relationship where one person really dislikes the other one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So even if it's true, which mm -hmm. usually it's not, mm -hmm. usually you think your boss hates you and then you unpack it and you go like, is he, is he a mean guy to everybody? He's yeah. a mean guy to everybody. Yeah. Okay, well in this case, no. And I, I looked at it and went, this, yeah, this does not serve me to stay in this situation this relationship this is not this person has it out for me okay cool then 
you have some decisions to make. Now, the third question is, what are the infinite other things that can be true? Like, mm -hmm. what's all the things that you're missing? So open up, when we can open up space mm -hmm. for our clients yeah. and for ourselves, then all of a sudden we go from that um, that survival self. You and I were talking a little bit about this right before we went on. And we were like, oh my God, we got to get on. Like, we, <laughs> we got to hit record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> click, click, play. Like, we got to, we, not, let's not waste this. But there's this survival self mm -hmm. that's going to be challenged by things, that's going to always look at things as, is this a threat to me? Mm -hmm. Our caveman brain yeah. is always going to be looking at that. If you and I were, you know, hunter gatherers and we're walking to the watering hole and we're together and everything is going to be viewed from a threat assessment, mm -hmm. it's going to be viewed from, is that spider going to kill us? Is that tribe over there our friend? They're going to bring us a meal. That tribe over there, they might conk me on the head and carry you off, like whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, we're always looking for this threat assessment because that is survival. Yeah. That's the way our brain is set up. That's the way our mind is set up. But as you and I talked about just before this, it doesn't work great for thrival. It doesn't work yeah. great for this higher self, this higher identity, this person that we're trying to get to. And so when we start to see that person in work as that threat or our, even our spouse is that threat or something is yeah. that threat, we, we get back into that ego self. Mm -hmm. So how do we kind of get to that higher self? How do we kind of get to that ideal self? And how do we thrive? Like what, is, what are the things that we can unpack that we can get there? And now for these messages. Hey guys, it's Trisha Carr. I have new exciting things going on with my Mystic Arts Academy. You can now subscribe to receive all of the live monthly content for about a third of the investment of a single class. Included are at least one downloadable guided meditation per month, two live events ranging from classes, channeled messages, group readings, intuitive development guidance, Q&A sessions, and tons of community. You'll also have access to a private Facebook community for fellowship and support, and this space is kept super sacred and high vibrational. Your subscription gives you access to the whole library of classes and live events, which are on a vast array of topics. All events are offered online by Zoom video call. Subscribing to the Mystic Arts Academy is also a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and engage on a deeper level. I'm offering the subscription at a super low rate of $22 a month. Joining now locks in this rate for as long as you're subscribed. Click on the description of this episode or go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and click on Mystic Arts Academy. I look forward to connecting. The Light Shine Development Circle is a sacred place for spiritual seekers to practice giving and receiving readings. The circle is open to all psychics, oracle card readers, mediums, channels, energy healers, Akashic record readers, and any other type of spiritual practitioner who offers their service via a reading style format. Strengthen your intuitive abilities. In a circle, you can work with your abilities in a close-knit, supportive, and friendly environment where your privacy and personal development are honored. This program includes access to two development circles a month, opportunities to give and receive intuitive readings, and opportunities to receive generalized feedback and input from a Lightshine Spiritual Academy trained facilitator. The Lightshine Development Circle is open now for a very affordable monthly registration, just $22. If you are ready to open or expand your intuitive talents, 
to co-create a sacred practice space and to give and receive intuitive readings with like-hearted seekers, then join now and let's shine together. Find the link to read more and register in the description. So what are, what are some of the things in addition to hypnosis that takes you from surviving to thriving? Good. So like, first off, recognizing that that primitive brine, that, mm -hmm. that like, you know, hunter-gatherer mind that we both have, that we all have, mm -hmm. is it is very natural and it's okay. And yeah. it's going to always see threat assessment. But here's the thing, for most people, now I work with vets, I work with athletes, I work with people that have had real life trauma. Yeah. And for them, yeah, there is some threat to their physical body. Sure. But for most of us, you know, our, our daily life, and again, I know we're in a pandemic and I know mm -hmm. this is a serious thing and I get yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not trying to in any way dismiss that there's, you know, actual, you know, real threat out there. Mm -hmm. But for most of us, it's threat to our identity. It's threat mm -hmm. to that ego self. It's threat yeah. to that idea of us. And that threat is usually met by ego, not yeah. by the higher self. So when you can kind of meet that, and I, I always talk about, I use this example all the time of, you know, when I was, um, I had a, uh, my son when he was eight and I took him to the, the toy store, which was Target, um, at the time because he was so mad that Toys R Us closed and I'll tell you how long ago that was. <laughs> and, you know, I knew that I was taking this kid into a toy store. It was three weeks before Christmas. Oh, no. And I knew he's going to pull out all the stops. He's going to want stuff. He's going to, you know, but I'm like literally looking more for a, I'm looking for a stocking list. I'm looking for a shopping list. I'm looking for things that he's actually going to, you know. Yeah. And so I set it up and I was like, okay, I'm going to be on purpose. And this is what I call like this idea of getting on purpose, this mm -hmm. idea of being our higher self, this idea of not being reactionary, mm -hmm. of looking at everything as an opportunity, of looking at everything as like, how do we not just meet the moment, but kind of thrive, like mm -hmm. we talked about, right? Yeah. So in this idea, I'm taking this eight-year-old to a toy store and he, you know, I said, hey, you know, you can get some bubblegum cards, we'll do that, we'll get one little toy, but I'm really, you know, we're gonna be shopping for other people. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, of course, he starts pulling out all the stops. Yeah. Well, can I have two? Can I have this? <laughs> and so this gets into this idea of boundaries that I work on with my clients. It's like, mm -hmm. how do you have appropriate boundaries? Like you, you set this, you are the adult in the room, yeah. no matter what, because you also know from the way that we deal with the theory of mind is everybody's an eight-year-old. Oh, everybody's, gosh. you know, and, we're all dealing and with- most. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, we're all dealing with like like mm -hmm. the eight-year-old, like when we go into threat mode, we're yeah. dealing with an eight-year-old self, whether it's your spouse or somebody that you want to mm -hmm. deal with. So how do you give somebody tools to get on purpose? How do you give them this idea of being this higher self walking into it and understanding that you're, you're uh, he started crying and then he started mm -hmm. lobbying and then he started becoming a lawyer and he's- <laughs> I don't even want to meet up with Grampy later because it's just, you know. oh oh yeah and <laughs> yeah. I and look I don't approve of what you're doing mm -hmm. but you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and that's okay mm -hmm. and you just kind of stay in that higher energy place now I wish honestly Trisha I wish that I could say that I'm always that guy I'm always that <laughs> well, guy yeah no I wish I could say you're that. also eight year olds old sometimes of course <laughs> can, exactly I am I am my eight year old more than than my eight year old well now he's he, now he's twelve um but but that moment for me was like this amazing. And what happened is I just stayed in that place. I stayed in that mm -hmm. place. I stayed in that place. And 15 minutes later, he came to me and he's like, hey, I don't know who that guy was. 
but wow. thank you and I love you and oh, and it became like but this... it's what he needed because an eight year old or how, how old was he at the time was he eight he was eight at the yeah, time yeah yeah he he needs he needs someone to be the adult and that's I mean unfortunately our parents failed us and all of the parents fail sometimes you know what I mean so that's not a judgment but that's and and that's not always about our parents I mean well and and, and to, the, to that point they're doing the best they could they yeah, were doing the best they absolutely. could with the program they got yeah and here's the crazy thing I, I work with I work with a lot of women with trauma mm-hmm. and and abuse I never thought that I would attract that into my practice you know mm-hmm. we always talk about you know people will come to you with and, and I never ever imagined that that would be the case mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm honored I'm like completely honored I, I you know I have um you know, I have two sisters. I'm really close with a mom. I'm close with four aunts. I'm close with so mm-hmm. that feminine energy. I'm very, very comfort, uh, you know, comfortable with. Yeah. But, um, but just never thought that. But once you, you really kind of break down like this whole idea of that programming that happens to you before you're eight or nine or or ten mm-hmm. years old, before you start to develop that critical factor and that critical mind, um, it's, it's not your fault. And once yeah. Somebody hears that, and and by the way, even like you said, it's not even our parents' fault because they yeah. were doing the best they could. So you start to get really forgiving of them, mm-hmm. but then you get forgiving of, of yourself. And so when a woman who's been through abuse, or even a guy who's been through abuse, they hear that, they're like, okay, cool. But then what I tell them is, okay, now, now you know. Now it's your responsibility, though. Now you know, that's yeah. different, yeah. Um, the example I always use, I don't have my phone out, but I always say, again, you know, if, if you're gonna, um, uh, and I'm, I'm going off here, so if you yeah, have other questions or whatever, okay, no, cool. You know, but, but you know, I always, I always use this example with all my clients, like in r- literally the first session, it's like, um, okay, so pretend that um, this situation happens, you and I are sitting down and, and uh, you know, um, I have my eight-year-old outside. Again, now he's 12, but let's just pretend he's still eight. And I forgot his iPad. And of course, no eight-year-old's like complete without his <laughs> iPad or without some kind of social media, some kind of yeah. gaming or whatever. So I say, Tricia, look, um, I'm going to record our session on my phone. Mm-hmm. Can you do me a favor and lend my son your phone while we work together? And you're like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, but, you know, you make the the leap and you're like okay with that and everything and so we have this great session and we we talk and we go through all the stuff and we kind of break down all the stuff that we would normally talk about in the session and then you forget about it and my son brings up your phone to you and first it's all sticky and like crappy and (laughs) you know and on and on and (laughs) you're like okay let me wipe that clean so he hands you back your phone and you know first you get to wipe it clean because it's all grubby and, and stuff as we talked about. Yeah. But then you realize there's a bunch of programs on there that don't serve you, Trisha, the adult, mm-hmm. right? He's got Fortnite on there or Marvel Comics or like all <laughs> yeah. the, like whatever. Now, you're not gonna haul off and hit my eight-year-old, <laughs> right? And I say this to all my clients, but don't, don't beat up your own eight-year-old. Don't beat up your mm-hmm. own eight-year-old because... He or she were doing the best that she or he could. And not just that, but it yeah. was programmed on there. Yeah. But now you get to decide what things you want on there. And if you didn't want those things on your phone that my son... So what are what are some of the things in addition to hypnosis that takes you from surviving to thriving? Good. So like first off, recognizing that that primitive brine, that, mm-hmm. that like, you know, hunter-gatherer mind that we both have, that we all have, mm-hmm. is it is very natural and it's okay. 
and yeah. it's going to always see threat assessment. But here's the thing for most people. Now I work with vets. I work with athletes. I work with people that have had real life trauma. Yeah. And for them, yeah, there is some threat to their physical body. Sure. But for most of us, you know, our, our daily life. And again, I know we're in a pandemic and I know mm -hmm. this is a serious thing and I get yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not trying to in any way dismiss that there's, you know, actual, you know, real threat out there. Mm -hmm. But for most of us, it's threat to our identity. It's threat mm -hmm. to that ego self. It's threat yeah. to that idea of us. And that threat is usually met by ego, not yeah. by the higher self. So when you can kind of meet that, and I, I always talk about, I use this example all the time of, you know, when I was, um, I had a, uh, my son when he was eight and I took him to the, the toy store, which was Target um, at the time because he was so mad that Toys R Us closed and I'll tell you how long ago that was. <laughs> and, you know, I knew that I was taking this kid into a toy store. It was three weeks before Christmas. Oh no. And I knew he's going to pull out all the stops. He's going to want stuff. He's going to, you know, but I'm like literally looking more for a, I'm looking for a stocking list. I'm looking for a shopping list. I'm looking for things that he's actually going to, you know. Yeah. And so I set it up and I was like, okay, I'm going to be on purpose. And this is what I call like this idea of getting on purpose, this mm -hmm. idea of being our higher self, this idea of not being reactionary, mm -hmm. of looking at everything as an opportunity, of looking at everything as like, how do we not just meet the moment, but kind of thrive like mm -hmm. we talked about right yeah. so in this idea i'm taking this eight-year-old to a toy store and he you know i said hey you know you can get some bubblegum cards we'll do that we'll get one little toy but i'm really you know we're going to be shopping for other people mm -hmm. and in doing that of course he starts pulling out all the stops yeah. well can i have two can i have this <laughs> and so this gets into this idea of boundaries that i work on with my clients it's like mm -hmm. how do you have appropriate boundaries like you you set this you are the adult in the room yeah no matter what because you also know from the way that we deal with the theory of mind is everybody's an eight-year-old oh, everybody's gosh, you know we're all dealing at with most <laughs> yeah right i mean we're all dealing with like like mm -hmm. the eight-year-old like when we go into threat mode we're yeah. dealing with an eight-year-old self whether it's your spouse or somebody that you want to mm -hmm. deal with so how do you give somebody tools to get on purpose how do you give them this idea of being this higher self walking into it and understanding that you're you uh, he started crying and then he started mm -hmm. lobbying and then he started becoming a lawyer and he's <laughs> I don't even want to meet up with Grampy later because it's just, you know. oh <laughs> oh yeah and I was, and look I don't approve of what you're doing mm -hmm. but you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and that's okay mm -hmm. and you just kind of stay in that higher energy place now I wish honestly Trisha I wish that I could say that I'm always that guy I'm always that <laughs> well, guy yeah no I wish I could say you're that. also eight year olds old sometimes of course <laughs> because, exactly I am I am my eight year old more than than my eight year old well now he's he, now he's twelve um but but that moment for me was like this amazing. And what happened is I just stayed in that place. I stayed in that mm -hmm. place. I stayed in that place. And 15 minutes later, he came to me and he's like, hey, I don't know who that guy was, but wow. thank you. And I love you. And oh. and it became like But this. it's what he needed because an eight-year-old or how old was he at the time? Was he eight? He was eight at the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, needs, he needs someone to be the adult. And that's, I mean, unfortunately, our parents failed us and all of the parents fail sometimes, you know what I mean? So that's not a judgment, but that's, and, and that's not always about our parents. I mean, well, and, and, and to, that, to that point, they're doing the best they could. They yeah, were doing the best they absolutely. could with the program they got. Yeah. And here's the crazy thing. I, I work with, I work with a lot of women with trauma and, and abuse. I never thought that I would attract that into my practice. You know, mm -hmm. we always talk about, you know, people will come to you 
with, and, and I never, ever imagined that that would be the case. Mm. And I'm, I'm honored. I'm like completely honored. I, I, you know, I have, um, you know, I have two sisters. I'm really close with a mom. I'm close with four aunts. I'm close with. So mm. that feminine energy, I'm very, very comfort, uh, you know, comfortable with, yeah. but, um, but just never thought that. But once you, you really kind of break down like this whole idea of that programming that happens to you before you're eight or nine or, or 10 mm -hmm. years old, before you start to develop that critical factor and that critical mind, um, it's, it's not your fault. And once yeah. somebody hears that, and, and by the way, even like you said, it's not even our parents' fault because they yeah. were doing the best they could. So you start to get really forgiving of them, mm -hmm. but then you get forgiving of, of yourself. And so when a woman who's been through abuse or even a guy who's been through abuse, they hear that, they're like, okay, cool. But then what I tell them is, okay, now, now you know. That's your responsibility though. Now you know, that's yeah. different, yeah. Um, the example I always use, I don't have my phone out, but I always say, again, you know, if, if you're gonna, um, uh, and I'm, I'm going off here, so if you yeah, have other questions or whatever, okay, no, cool. You know, but, but you know, I always, I always use this example with all my clients, like in literally the first session, it's like, um, okay, so pretend that um, this situation happens, you and I are sitting down and, and uh, you know, um, I have my eight-year-old outside. Again, now he's 12, but let's just pretend he's still eight. And I forgot his iPad. And of course, no eight-year-old's like complete without his <laughs> iPad or without some kind of social media, some kind of yeah. gaming or whatever. So I say, Tricia, look, um, I'm going to record our session on my phone. Mm -hmm. Can you do me a favor and lend my son your phone while we work together? And you're like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, but, you know, you make the the leap and you're like okay with that and everything. And so we have this great session and we we talk and we go through all the stuff and we kind of break down all the stuff that we would normally talk about in a session. And then you forget about it and my son brings up your phone to you. And first it's all sticky and like crappy and yeah. you know and on and on. And <laughs> you're like, okay, let me wipe that clean. But then you notice he's got things on there that like It's okay. Oh, it's we on fine. the right path? We good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can edit. I just left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see where it is. Okay. I just lost connection on my screen share, but. It's reconnecting. It's fine. Okay, we're good. I'll just do that. So you were saying like all grubby and stuff. Yeah. Indicative of is a belief that you have double wrapped to yeah. protect it. So in that, in that whole like kind of structure you said of shaking that structure, it's yeah. like, how do you, you know, how do you just take a little peg out of that structure? And yeah. Go, it, come on. Is that true? And so, yeah, you break it down. So if, if, what's interesting is if it's, if it's like never or always, then you've actually made it time proof. You've made it, you've made it invulnerable to time and space. Yeah. So it's a, it's something that's being white knuckled. <laughs> yeah. Not but just that, but you've cut off from all other easy. possibility. Yes. Right. And so that's the idea. I love, I, I love that you brought that up. I love exactly how you brought that up. So this idea of, so these questions, all of this questions for yourself and for others is to open up space mm -hmm. because when you open yeah. up space you give resources when when you open up space like if you were to say to me like oh my god like you know let's just say we we walked into the room and you you and i have met before but let's just say oh oh my god you're shorter than i thought like and all of a sudden i had some kind of reaction to that all right 
that's some old program working. That's some whatever working. But the bottom line is, like, I've cut myself off from all of the possibility. That might be, like, the coolest thing that, like, like, like that might, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so there's. Yeah. It could be, like, awesome. I come off as be, tall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever yeah, you want like, it that to could mean. Be, like, exactly. Yeah. That's my point. And, and mm-hmm. so it could be my, about my insecurities, about sure. not being six foot ten. Or it could be because I'm, yeah, I'm six foot five. Um, <laughs> or it could be just this this idea. So these ideas that we have, mm-hmm. and and I, I love that you brought that up. So these questions are and and these tools, and then there's what we control. So that's like kind of the next step that I work on with people mm-hmm. is like what we actually control versus what we think we control, and when we feel out of control. And once you start to take control over what you can control you get this sense of control Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't matter so much anymore. So what do we control? We control our own language. Now, do we control the thoughts that come into our head? We we don't control them, but we can observe them and we can, we can shift them. We can try. I mean, you know, we can become conscious of them. And when we become conscious of them, we can take a moment and, and choose a different thought. So give that space. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, when the unconscious ones are floating up, right. And sometimes it's from our past. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's our old programming. Sometimes it's. But it's still an opportunity to control it or begin to manage it. Or to take control over what we can. And so the questions we ask, the language you use to ourselves. Right. Um, and then I always use, it's like a search engine. It's like a Google search engine. If you look again, I, I buried my phone. I should have kept it out for the whole thing. But like, if you looked at my search engine right mm-hmm. now and you saw on there, like, you know, meditation stuff and, you know, music, cause I love music and it's very high energy and, you know, breath work. I, I love, you mm-hmm. know, Wim Hof. I do a lot of Wim Hof mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. You know, my mindset's probably in a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking on there and you see CNN and Fox News oh, and 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 the latest, you know, Afghanistan thing or just politics or something like that or some of the stuff we were talking about like joking about before is just not joking about but just like lamenting about it's like mm-hmm. this whole covid thing and just all of that I'm probably not going to be in in as as positive so we can direct that search engine. Mm-hmm. And I always I I use this example. I have a, a German shepherd puppy. I have oh. a beautiful gorgeous golden retriever too i always have to mention her because she feels left out but we got this german shepherd puppy and then you know i see german shepherds everywhere everywhere like (laughs) they're everywhere i didn't know there were this many german shepherds in the entire 20 million person los angeles area but there's like 40 in my complete neighborhood just like and then i I take my son to school and they're like walking there they're everywhere yeah and i was you know driving home with my son and i said you know see another German shepherd? He's like, yeah. And I go, do you think they were always there? He goes, yeah, I think they were always there. But now we have Luke's, so we notice them. Yeah. So what we notice, what we're mm-hmm. aware of mm-hmm. is is kind of what you were talking about. It's mm-hmm. like how it's our language, the questions we ask, that reticular activating system is literally, it's either going to be on purpose or not that's why i call my program the on purpose program is when you can make that on purpose and you can direct that Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's so powerful undirected it's going to find the cnn fox news you know afghanistan being stimulated in fear is 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 what makes is what is making you feel alive or making you feel safe but it's that doesn't make any sense well it goes back to that 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 hunter gatherer mind it goes Mm -hmm. back to like threat threat assessment so undirected it's going to go back to threat assessment Mm -hmm. undirected it's going to go back to survival Mm -hmm. 
undirected, it's going to go back to, it's not going to go back to thrival. So we have to constantly, you know, have a program. Mm -hmm. and, and I talk about what that looks like in the morning, what it looks like during yeah. the day, what it looks like, you know, your awareness throughout, um, you know, and it's a lot of the tools that, that we both have learned mm -hmm. through the schooling that we've gone through. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how do you get on purpose when you're going to go into a meeting? So again, the guy that I was talking about with his ex, mm -hmm. he's going to have a dinner with the kids and the ex. And all the time he's been in reaction, not responsive. He wants to be his higher self. He's been doing an amazing job of that, like for the four weeks that we've been working together. So I'm like, okay. So right before that meeting, get on purpose. Take a few breaths. Do the tools that we've talked about and mm -hmm. decide what you want this to look like. See her amazing so she sees her amazing through your own eyes, yeah. her eyes, your eyes. Mm -hmm. And then what do you want that to look like? And he's like, we had the best dinner. We hung out the next day. Wow. It was amazing for the kids. And all that was was just being on purpose versus being in reaction. Because in reaction, we're not our higher self. We're in our survival self. In reaction, we're not that like ideal higher self that we want to kind of set. So we can do all this meditation and breath work and all these types of things. But it's just stepping into situations where if... If you can just be that person for that other person, a lot of times you're going to get a much better response versus a reaction. And sometimes it requires some rehabilitation first because, you know, I'm thinking of a client that I have uh -huh. who's in the middle of a nasty divorce and she's in the middle of trauma and actually in the middle of, of a kind of attack you know, the, what was going, you know, what goes on in divorces and everybody yeah. trying to like do things. And so you might, I mean, you have to give yourself some space and some re rehab and mm -hmm. raise your vibration before, it, regardless, without any thought of the other person. It's, it's so how, how does one, people are just listening to this podcast and they're thinking, well, I can ask myself those questions. You know, they're not working with the coach right now. Right. But sometimes when you're in that reactive state already, or you're in the trauma the traumatized state and someone says, Is it true that your ex is always trying to, you know, get you or trying to hurt you? And okay, yes is that, the answer. They say yes, because they can't find the possibilities right now in the state that they're in. So how do you help? Uh, I love that. It's a great yeah. question. I, I love that. So in this case, and you're 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 working with somebody that's a female and I was working with somebody that's a male, but somebody that was literally hearing over and over again and was publicly shamed and mm, talked yeah. about like in their in their church environment in their mm -hmm. like you're a loser you never did this you never did this you never did this you never did this and i'm like yeah are any of those things true and he's like well some are but like we each had and 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 you can unpack that and i'm like wait wait i'm like you've been working on yourself you've been doing great is all that true? And by the way, does it serve you to think that's true to keep you moving forward, to be there for her and for your kids? Right. So in this case for her, it's like, that is that true first and foremost? So that getting that attack, that, that fear based, that like survival mode, getting out of that is like, well, wait a second, mm -hmm. is this even true? Now, is he doing all these things in this case for um you know for legal purposes and those types of things okay yes but what's going to resource you the most right what's going what to get you, you? Mm -hmm. what's the gift in it what's going to resource you the most is it staying stuck in that is it mm -hmm. believing that's true is that serving you or is it going to give you and again 
I'm talking about my clients having like literally telling me they're having miracles where the minute they start to shift that and saying, okay, that's your reality, not my reality. And again, you get lawyers involved, you, you get lawyers involved, but that doesn't mean that you can't change your questions and how you're looking at things. And the minute you start to change the way you look at things as, as uh, it's a great Wayne Dyer quote, right? The way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Mm -hmm. And I so really, true. honestly, I, I just not, I, I don't even have to believe it. I've just seen it a million times when I've worked with somebody. So for somebody like that, it's look, you don't have to accept his version of reality. Mm -hmm. Just like my client didn't have to accept her version of reality. You don't have to accept this idea that it's going to be this way. You can start to really imagine and build what you want this to look like. And if you just wanted to be the most cynical person on the planet, which one's going to give you a better chance yeah. at a reaction? Which one's get, like you, It's like if you're if you're giving yourself the opportunity to see something positive, it's like seeing all the German shepherds. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. Oh my God. No, <laughs> nobody gets that analogy so quickly. Like, I love that. It's like, they're there. They're already yeah. there. Yeah. Like the opportunities are there. Mm -hmm. The German shepherds were always there. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. They were always there. Yeah. Like my son and I just weren't seeing them until we had one and we were focused on them. Yeah. The minute you start to focus on the opportunity, the minute you start to focus on the gift, the minute you start to focus on, and here's the funny thing. Like I always use this, I, I've used this, I, I might've even used this, like if you ever uh, saw me do it at HMI. Um, I remember getting a parking ticket and I was like, well, what's the gift in this? Yeah. But I was like, but the minute I asked it, I, I kind of laughed. I'm like, what's the minute? We what's the better. gift in it? Like, yeah, what's the gift in $70? Like I'm getting mm -hmm. a parking ticket. But then I told that story like a million times in class. There's I've the gift. told it like, yeah. so that was you worth 70 know. bucks to me a million times over and over and over and over again. Like that was the, the so, but the bottom line, the minute you start to ask, what's the gift? You shift mm -hmm. from you it's yeah. this. Mm -hmm. So the idea is instead of, it's this, and I'm shut off from all other possibility. Mm -hmm. It's how do we get into that? It's okay. We... It's got a shock mount, so you it's can. It's okay. That's it. good. Yeah. I'm, I'm tapping it. Like you said, <laughs> you said I could move it and everything yeah. like that. But the minute you start to shift into what could this be, mm -hmm. all of a sudden resources come to you. Yeah. So for her, for my client, it's like how do you open up that space so that you really literally create not just even exactly what you want because it's not it may not be exactly what you want but it doesn't have to be exactly what you fear yeah. it doesn't have to be that exact thing that you really really fear because the minute you fear and you focus on that guess what you get that yeah. and one of the stories yeah. um, there's a great story that i did get from uh working when i was uh working with the the anthony robbins people is he talked about this idea of you know you go you go to the track and you you um should I tell the story? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of so, course. um, so you're, you're just, you, you know, you're, you're driving 200 miles an hour and, you know, here's Anthony Robinson. He's just, you know, I've got this and I'm going to be great and I'm going to do this. And he, he was very humble in, in saying it that way. Um, and they said, you know, what's going to happen is when you really start to get your groove and you really start to doing 200 miles an hour in this NASCAR track, we're going to hit the brakes and we're going to spin you out. And naturally you're going to look at the wall. And if you yeah. think of the wall and you look <laughs> at the wall, you're going to hit the wall. <laughs> and he said, I was like, yeah, that's not going to be me and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And again, very, very cool that he, you know, he kind of set it up that way and ultimately ended up very humble. But he said, he got to focusing, got to focusing, got to focusing on the goal, like that 200 miles an hour. Like I'm going to hit that. I'm going to like, I'm hitting my turns. I'm hitting everything right. And then all of a sudden the guy next to him, the, the instructor hits the thing. He spins out. And of course, 
what happens is he naturally looks at the yeah. wall because we look at what we fear yeah. instead of what we want. Mm -hmm. And when you look at what you fear, you start moving everything in that direction towards what you fear. Yeah. And he said, what the guy literally did was grab his face mask, grab his helmet and like turn him away. And he literally spun out and barely missed the wall and kept going. And it just wow. showed him that when you look away from what you fear and you focus on the German shepherds or you focus on the things, mm -hmm. once you direct that, because most of us are living our entire lives with that undirected, that RES is literally in threat mode and it's literally just finding the things that really scare us. And ultimately, those are the things we focus on. So how do we get our clients to that point where they start to realize that what they focus on it doesn't have to be the German shepherds. It can be the things that they want in their life. So they start to move towards those things. And when things don't go their way, how do they get back on track very quickly? Mm -hmm. Through the questions they ask, through the language they use, through you know, directing that search engine. And that's the cognitive part. And then we haven't even talked about the subconscious hypnosis part is mm -hmm. how do you give them that sense of control? How do you give them that morning routine that evening routine that mm -hmm. feeds the subconscious and then ultimately in every session it's how do we do a little hypnosis yeah well if you think about it it's like the electromagnetic field so the cognitive part is like the electric it's what you're putting out there and then the um, magnetic part is the subconscious what you're feeding it what we're bringing in you know you're talking so i want to share with you like uh, what's the gift my question my conscious question is i wonder what good is coming of this and sometimes that's really helpful if something is really hard because yeah. you're not in i mean that for me that one really works and it's again just me being open to it and the distinction is we're not spiritually bypassing we're not avoiding repressing or you know suppressing something we're actually getting more present with it well let me ask you how many times in the past mm -hmm. in your life right? Not just as a coach, not just as, you know, this amazing, you know, healer and coach that I know you as. Um, how many times in your past has something that you thought was the worst thing that ever happened to you been like the thing that launched you into the next part of your life or shifted you into that next thing? I mean, yeah, seriously? Oh yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, when, when we do get space around it is by time and, and healing, then it's much easier. But What's cool is to be, I mean, your answer your question is probably every single time, every single mm. time, because I'm here thriving, you know what I mean? So then that means everything in the path that led up to this was the right thing. Right. And that's right. what that's what's so great. Love is so powerful that it can cover the past timeline by saying, I affirm, I, I you know, I accept that, I love that. And that makes that wrong thing that happened the right thing when you're what, able to what come is, present. What are it. the tools that you, I'm, I'm flipping this on you a little bit here. But that's <laughs> Cheryl was, did that to me too. Yeah, that's Cheryl right. what, what are some of the tools that you use like in terms of, you know. For myself have, or for clients? For clients. Just, or, or both. Mm -hmm. Both. Um, well, um, so, well, I mean, it's, it's a lot of... Uh, Meditation hypnosis, really hypnosis um, in my in my sessions. You know, well, I work. I have many different things that I do. You know, I'm a, a intuitive medium, um, animal communicator, but it really requires to be shifted into the state to some degree and mm. a high vibrational state in order to be receptive to it. Yeah, and so that's always the the basic premise of it. In order for us to be able to get some work done, we have to we have to shift into the state to some degree. You know? I love it. It's like you know. Um... I always say this, uh, and maybe you've heard me say this before um, at HMI, is like some people come from the, you know, the 
intuitive energy mm -hmm. healing yeah. kind of like you you know and yeah. i came from like the nlp like uh -huh. very psychology like you know neuro-linguistic programming side and then there's this like beautiful venn diagram oh, yeah. of it all being energy and it all being totally. kind of like this overlapping mm -hmm. you know what that looks like and i've come to respect that so much um you know uh, I, I would even say like even breath work like oh if, yeah like um when when I was going through HMI and somebody was like, I do breath work, I'm like, yeah, I breathe too. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I breathe I, too. I actually um, don't. I mean, I noticed myself not breathing a lot. No, and I didn't. And that's the point. It's like so crazy. It's like uh, my... my <laughs> I have friends always tell me like when I would text, I would stop breathing. And I'm like, I, know, I don't right? even know what's like up with that. Someone noticed that for you? Yeah. 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 Oh, and yeah, they brought, multiple people brought that to my church. They're like, dude, you're going to explode. You look like uh, <laughs> Paula Prum That's from amazing. Uh, like uh, whatever. Um, you know, you're turning purple while you're texting. It must be a long text. Um, and so I realized I wasn't breathing. And then mm -hmm. I started doing like just some basic breath work. Then I got into Wim Hof and I was like totally transformational. So mm -hmm. this idea of, and, and this is another big thing, you know, kind of with this I idea of energy. So sometimes with clients, it's how do you teach them to get in their body, to mm -hmm. help them with their mind? Yeah. How do you help them to, you know, because uh, one of my favorite neuroscientists, uh, Andrew Huberman, always says, like, if you're trying to control the mind with the mind, you know, you are, I forget what he says, like trying to catch a salmon in the water or something. It's like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. um, but all of a sudden you can start breathing. And so mm -hmm. when I take somebody in hypnosis, it's like, what do you focus on first? The breath, breath. and the focus, yeah. breath and the focus. It's, it's pretty simple. It's like really yeah. simple. And so when you can give somebody that, it's not even about the German shepherds as much as just when you start to feel a little out of sorts, how do you start to take control back? Yeah. And sometimes it can be the questions you ask or the language you use. And sometimes it can really be just taking a few deep breaths. So simple, but it, it is. And you know, well, so you, you were saying, what can you control? You mm -hmm. can control your language. Yep, you your know? language. Mm -hmm. So the language you say to yourself, mm -hmm. the questions you ask yourself, mm -hmm. that search engine, right? Mm -hmm. And then ultimate- Your breath. <laughs> and your breath. And, and, and the way you feel. You can way, actually control your feeling you can start in nature to, too. So yeah. your physical can start to control your state. Yes. Very good, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's, it's literally like, um, so think about it this way. I, when the mind gets out of sorts and our primitive mind, our hunter-gatherer mind like we've talked about, starts to imagine the tiger or your boss being mean to you mm -hmm. or your spouse yelling at you or thumping along the, you know. Or not having rent or, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. child so being in danger, all the Does that things. change the way that our physical body, like, yeah, we start getting palpitations, mm -hmm. we start, <sighs> we start, so it it's just very natural that if you sh you know shift that and switch that yeah. and, and and go okay so let's reverse that let's go and let's take that long um there's some very simple breath things that doesn't even have to be breath work or wim hof or mm -hmm. uh buteco or all these things which i believe in all of them and i do you know i do a ton of of breath work every day because i've just found it to be so yeah. profound um, but if you just take a few deep breaths before you get into something and you change that physiology, it's your body telling your brain it's okay versus yeah. your brain telling you there's a tiger, there's your boss, there's not rent, there's these types of things and you get in that, in that state. And, and, and of course we can talk about diet, we can talk about all those other oh, things, for sure, but yeah. the easiest one really quickly is just to take control 
over something yeah. as simple as your breath. So when you, and, and here's the thing, when you control what you can control, you create a habit loop of control. Yeah. You, you start to gain a sense of control. When you try to control the things you can't control, what you think of me right now, um, you know, uh, somebody else's actions, somebody else's, none of those things. I can influence those things by controlling what I can control mm -hmm. and starting to take that, you know, getting to that thrival, higher vibration self. But if I'm trying to control the things I can't control, I'm going to feel really out of control pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And that out of control loop is going to spiral and it's not going to be good. And that's why the MSNBC Fox News mm -hmm. habit, it's, it's that, it's that loop. It's fear porn. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Either, either side. I don't care what yeah. side politics totally, you are yeah. on. It's literally feeding that survival everything else is a threat or the other side's a threat and it's never satisfied it's <laughs> because never feeding because, it and it's a hung it's a never-ending hungry monster yeah and because you're you're in that survival mode you're constantly like mm -hmm. in that st stuck in that place and mm -hmm. so uh, I, I i guess i would just say one more thing like on that note yeah and i've actually taken this to that level of people that i might not agree with politically and i, I consider myself as we were talking about before consider myself pretty pretty middle of the road um but man there's things on both sides that can yeah, really drive me crazy for sure but i work on this with my clients and not even to the fox news or the cnn or the msnbc or any of that but when they're dealing with that that tough person at work mm -hmm. that person that like all of a sudden they're higher vibration and now that person's like wait a second boss is starting to notice you you're doing great um yeah, like I've got to challenge that. I've got to be a, you know, kind of a, well, I don't want to use the word, but that's okay. you know, somebody low energy. Um, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is when you get higher energy, people low energy are going to come at you. Mm -hmm. So there's this idea that you can, you can work on your own energy. You know, you can work on all that all you want, but then there's going to be people that are going to challenge that energy by trying to drag you back down into as, you know, the, what's the, the, um, whatever, the, um, godfather every uh -huh. time i try and get out they drag me back in yeah. um and they will they'll they'll try and drag you back in and so that's when it's really tougher that's when i always go back to that eight-year-old in the toy store mm -hmm. right you're dealing with eight-year-old in the toy store but find something find two things in that person that you really like so when you're on facebook and this somewhat friend of yours sends you something politically that you don't agree with mm -hmm. and you're like ah, like instead just go what what are they like find something yeah. in that mm -hmm. that you like because then you're holding that space for them mm -hmm. because remember all this that we've talked about is like how do we create space and the more we create space for ourselves resources flood to us yeah. we become more powerful we become more of our superhero we become and that's one of the things i work on with people in hypnosis but certainly in these questions that we ask when we open up spaces like how do we open it up there but it's not just about opening resources for us it's like when you give them the chance to see themselves through your eyes and something you really like about them mm -hmm. even though you might totally disagree with them and I, I did this recently with a, a client and, and I asked him and, and he said, well, yeah, this guy goes behind everybody's back. He does all these. He I, I, okay. Okay. But just give me something that you like about him. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he just strikes my ego. And I, I said, okay, I know. I know. We talked about ego self, higher yeah. self. He's bringing you down to your ego self. But what do you actually admire? He goes, 
well, he's really funny. Like when we actually sit at lunch and we actually talk, he's really funny. And, and I'm now like, he's become a human again. Finally. Right, exactly. Not just a demon. <laughs> and like, and, and 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 I go, and he's really funny. I go, and I go, and you're really funny. He goes, yes, that's what I really like about him. I yeah. go, okay, cool. And I go, what else? And he goes, he's amazing at his job. Like mm. he really does the job well. And I go, now does that also trigger the ego? And he goes, yes. And I go, okay, cool. So the minute you can help him see that he's amazing at his job and he's mm. funny, now. Does that mean he's not going to be a prick? Does that mean he's not going to be like a jerk? Does that mean he's not going to continue to go around people's back? You don't know. You can't control him. Right. But the minute you start to control your energy, you're the adult in the room. Mm -hmm. You're the guy with the kid in the candy store. You're the guy with the kid at the toy store. You are on purpose. And when you do that, resources flood to you and hopefully to him too. And you give him the chance to step up and be on purpose as well. And you're not requiring for him to be someone else. So again, you're most flexible. And the other thing is it's it's activating the law of the universal law of resonance. Anything that I can see in someone else, I can only see it because I am that. That's and exactly so it. you're exactly. not seeing that he's a jerk. I'm a jerk. You know what I mean? You're seeing well, that he's good at his job and funny. I'm good at my job and I'm funny. And now I've made us both resourceful, at least from what's available to so that me. mirror that job of exactly yeah. i love it i love it uh, trisha is that that mirror it can be on the survival level yeah and you can see the worst of yourself in that person mm-hmm. or it can be on the thrival level and you can see the best of yourself in that person <laughs> and then when you do that you have a much better chance of influencing them yeah. and being responsive versus reacting mm-hmm. and in that higher vibration higher vibration you not only resources come to you, but everything is an opportunity versus a challenge to you. Yeah. Everything's not like a spider trying to bite you or a lion trying to jump on you or, you know, or, or in that primitive mind, everything's like, oh my God, like, how can I reach this person? How can I step up? And they get, they get to step up too. And if mm-hmm. they do, great. If they don't, if you're really in that higher vibration place, you're like, okay. It's a, yeah. 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 Because you you're the chance. adult. So you're not going to, you're not going to be working with the eight year, year olds tactics you're a big dummy like it just okay exactly. it just doesn't work that. on you oh my gosh i love that yeah i love that and 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 also like we talk about the law of attraction and it sounds like this big huge you know like resonance and all these types of things uh-huh. but literally like what's more attractive right like what's more just like if you mm-hmm. just think about it like if you're trying to meet a girl or a guy mm-hmm. or you're just trying to you know or get a be job there for your boss, or get a job yeah like what's more attractive like the needy like lower vibration icky self or that like Hey, you know what? Relax, confident, you know. Whatever works. Isn't that the thing that, that supposedly women always want a man? It, the most attractive thing is confidence. Right. Yeah. And and not and, and not even confidence, but not neediness. I would just say mm-hmm. like if nothing else, yes, confidence. But uh, th- when I work on the guys with relationships, it's like mo- nothing more than just don't don't be needy and icky because I know when I'm needy <laughs> and icky, icky. Yeah, don't be needy and icky. It's not sexy. <laughs> it's not It's not sexy. It's not attractive yeah. in any sense. Yeah. And we can talk about it like in terms of like sexual sense yeah. or we can talk about it just in terms of like you said, getting a job or, mm-hmm. or just getting friends or whatever. When you are in that place where you're like, hey, I am this higher vibrational me. It's very attractive. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just, I know, I, I see it like in my own world. It's like when I'm that person, yeah, like things generally tend to work out and I'm attractive. I don't mean in some, you know, going to be on the cover of People magazine like <laughs> sense, but I do know that when I'm not and I'm needy, chasing, 
you know, low vibration. Mm -hmm. It's very icky and it's not attractive. Yeah. So we can talk about the law of attraction in terms of bringing our goals into mind. Mm -hmm. But I think that all of us just want to be higher vibrationally attractive. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like mm -hmm. people just want to be around you. Yeah. And that can play out in relationships and that can play out in jobs and that can play out in a lot of different ways. But what I really work on with my clients is just you are happier when you're that person and other people respond to you in a much, much better way. And when challenges come up, you look at them more as opportunities and you get to really, and that's like, we talked about changing your language versus I have to deal with this. I get to deal with this. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we like shift some of that subtle language? But when you are that person, you are the person that other people want to be around. You're yeah. that person that other people want to, you know, and that's attractive. Right. And again, doesn't have to necessarily be job wise, sexually wise, or a relationship wise, or it can be all of those things. Because when you are that person, everybody wants to be around you. You know what? Because you're activating the divine adult in you, the divine parent in you. And that divine parent is loving the divine child within you. And so that if you have that frequency going, then yeah, everybody else wants to feel nurtured and loved and safe. And yeah you know, have the opportunity to be their most high vibrational self, um, which feels you're vulnerable. you're giving them that space and, to do. Yeah, You're, you're exactly. giving them that space to step into. And yeah. to be vulnerable, if that's what it feels like, to express yourself or to do whatever it is, to state yeah. your needs, all of those things. So, I love that. Yeah. And, and this is very different from like the old NLP. Like NLP got a really bad rap as far as like, you know, um, I don't even know if we need to go there, but like just got this really bad rap of like the pickup artist stuff and all this. Yeah. Like this is not about making somebody else feel worse or negative. Mm -hmm. This is about making them feel amazing and stepping yeah. into that space. This is about giving them that space so they can literally, you know, grow into it, step into it. Um, I do think that that's a big difference is you're not, you know, you're not, um, it's not a distance for somebody else to feel a lack it's it's giving them the space to step into mm -hmm. and that's a big difference does that make sense absolutely yeah. yes i love that to have the space to step into it and and to be more of who they are yeah and uh, you know and find the way to be, be able to do that in their authentic way in their authentic way mm -hmm. i love that yeah this has been so amazing <laughs> I love I love cool. talking about the law of attraction too in in the different way, so that it doesn't feel like some kind of weird um, ethereal. Uh, yeah, that or or that it's some also that it's something. I mean, you have to. It's it's about being authentic and it's about being that higher self at all times. And you're really complete within yourself if you can be the higher self that nurtures the ego or lower self. Then we then that's everything that we need. And if you can feel better now, just to feel better. That's the old, that's self love. Yes. That's that's yeah. how the universe sees you. I think that's it, and I think that you just—it's a nice little bookmark on on everything we've been talking about because that's really what I work on with my clients: is how yeah. do you want to feel? How do you want to yeah. feel? Because then other people are going to want to feel that way too, and they're going to yeah. want to be around you. That's the law of attraction. But how do you want to feel? Like really, this is—I mean, you can you can break all of it down, mm -hmm. and, and we can you, you like we can just unpack everything we talked about in the last hour. But it really comes down to how do you want to feel? Like, I mean, you want to feel amazing. Like, yeah. so let's do whatever makes you feel amazing that's not like intrusive on somebody else course, or not in some, right. you know, but th is this higher vibration you? Because, I mean, yes, you can get that through some very short term 
things, but that's not really like this higher vibration thing we're talking about. So how do you ultimately want to feel? And so how do you step into your relationships and feel that way as well? Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. I mean, it really boils down to how do you ultimately create that feeling? And then as you create your future, and I say the mind on purpose, first you get on purpose, you build some habits to like create yeah. that. So you create that feeling. You do, you get up in the morning, you do some meditation, you do some breath work, you get on purpose. So you start to gain that feeling. Like you start to really kind of, you know, uh, get, get in that place. And then how do you perpetuate that? Not just through your day, but what do you want your future to feel like? Mm. Not just look like, mm -hmm. not just sound like, yeah. but how do you want it to feel like? And once you get in that place, it becomes like a real vibration that you you want to perpetuate. And that's where you get transformation in people very quickly because once they start feeling that, they're like, yeah, I'm not going to put up with anything else. Yeah. And just know that your mind is strong and you're the master of it. And I think that's a part of it is that we feel like, feel under threat all the time, but you can shift your feeling state and you can you can observe your thoughts and choose different ones and decide to choose different ones. And then, yeah, then everything else falls into play, follows it really. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is amazing. So on purpose coaching. Yeah. And so are you, do you have a, like, are you, op do you have open <laughs> roster? Or are you? You know, like, I just launched, it's, uh, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> I just launched, I have a new on purpose program and I'm going to be launching it as a coaching um, like a group coaching. I love group coaching. It's so fantastic. But yeah. what I'm going to do is choose 20 people mm -hmm. before that mm -hmm. to literally walk them through the program one-on-one. -on -one. Ah, yes. Yeah. That's and, great. And I love that. Then And then really take it into the, the group coaching. So I've been doing it one-on-one -on -one forever, but I've really got kind of the structure down of yeah. taking somebody through eight weeks and, and mm -hmm. doing it that way. So I'm looking for I think ten, what I'm looking for really is like 10 that are looking more relationship and 10 that are looking more career. It's always funny because once you look relationship, you end, end up oh, yeah. moving into career and then vice versa. Well, the person that comes in for the nail biting, the third session, they're going to talk about their relationship or their career. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so that that's what I'm, that's actually what I'm about to launch. I'm about to put that right out on, it's, you just asked about it, so I'm about mm -hmm. to put it out online. Awesome. But if there is somebody that wants to get a hold of me, then they can get a hold of me at the Mind on Purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I would love to talk to them and see if it's going to be a right fit for them sure. to work with me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I want to take 20 people through the whole program and really kind of beta test this and then we'll put it into group coaching. Yeah. Very cool. And so we have the on-purpose coaching and you you do some one on just like one on ones as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So and that's going to be one on one, and then uh -huh. and then it will be a, a eventually a, a group. Do you teach anywhere else besides HMI? Do you do you teach on online, or do you um, teach in public in some of the? I ways? I just take all my mentees from HMI. I also work with a lot of graduates from HMI too. Mm -hmm and um, kind of walk them through this. So that's where I built this program from. Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Great. Well, this has been so amazing, everyone. This is Joe Burns. And Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's it just so inspiring. And, you know, I, I, I feel great. I feel like my higher self right now. So <laughs> Me too. All, all things are possible. So thank you so much for sharing your Thanks gifts. Thanks, I really appreciate you having me. And um, I'm just very thankful of being here. Thanks.
Well, I hope you feel as pumped as I do. After that conversation with Joe, you will find all of Joe's contact information in the description. And of course, you can just look up Joe Burns Hypnotherapist. His website is The Mind on Purpose. So much fun with that conversation. So much fun actually being able to be in studio with someone again. And I just want to also direct your heart and your awareness to yourself. I want you to know that you have all that you need for your healing, for your manifestation, for living your life on purpose. In fact, there isn't really an outside authority. We have a history of projecting God outside of ourselves, but in fact, it is all within us. And we have partners outside of ourselves. We have other entities, other humans. We have the angelic realm, the nature realm. We have fairies. We have interdimensionals all here to partner with us. But in fact, you are the authority. You are the sovereign, just as equal God presence as anyone else. But you are the one who is on your purpose. So uh, just a little bit of something from my heart to yours. And if I can ever support you in that, well, then I allow the magnetism to bring us together for that. So stay tuned here on the podcast because in, I don't know, probably a few weeks, I'm going to be announcing a new coaching program and I'm very excited about it, but that's just, that's just a little bit of a, a nibble because um, I'm still putting it together. So I will be really sharing the whole plan when it is ripe and ready. And in the meantime, Check out all of the offerings that we have at Lightshine Academy. Check out my Mystic Arts Academy. We have some really beautiful, exciting workshops coming up there, as well as meditative journeys, hypnosis, and other um, awesome consciousness practices so that you can continue to live your life at its highest potential. And with that, thank you so much. So much gratitude from me to you. So much appreciation. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.